Hey, welcome back. It's your best friend, your roommate, your pal, Zach Lyman, and you're listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast. And uh, a twist is I, right now, looking me right in the eyes, I have... As best as you can. uh, (laughs) I have my old old pal, Lou Moon, who not only have I lived with, I've also toured with, and now here we are, back in Phoenix. Just, just hugging and kissing. <laughs> hugging and kissing. <laughs> that's, that's right. We don't live together, but we we always make time to hug and kiss each other. Yeah, because it's it's even more dangerous now to do that. <laughs> but we like the danger. We live for the danger. We're comedians. But uh, I thought it would be fun uh, to have Lou on the show, and we could talk about a certain topic. And maybe this is something we give it a try this week, and then maybe if we like it, we'll do some more of these. But um, before we get into the episode, if you want to help out the podcast, head over to ZachLarmanPodcast.com, buy a t-shirt, check out the brand new website. It's super nice, very sleek, and uh, always adding new stuff. And actually, I have a secret project that not even Lou knows about, that I'm working on for merch. Yeah, this is... <laughs> if it's your own line of coffee, I'm going to do a backflip right now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> do I have to do a backflip? <laughs> I guess we'll have to tune in and find out later. I, uh, there we I'm, go. I'm going to leave it with that. Uh and with all that said and done, let's get into the episode. Okay, Lou, yes. I wanted to answer some questions that I feel like we get asked as comedians. Oh, yeah. And if I could just break it down into simple little, hey, go check out this episode where Lou and I answer that question. Yeah. Um, and starting with, I wanted to talk about, this is a very interesting one, is... Can watching stand-up comedy specials make you funnier? Like, I th- I think I I think the short answer is yes. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And <laughs> but like, I, I I think that I think the word funny and like I don't want to get like too serious about uh-huh. like and yeah. like too serious into the comedy weeds. Yeah. About like what is funny, what is comedy. Yeah. Like, um like because that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is like not just like what makes good stand up, but like what is funny, what is Yeah. Like what what makes something inherently funny. But um it's I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Um that's the first piece of advice I give to anyone mm. who is starting to do stand-up comedy, which is watch and or listen to a lot of stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it a step further, is secretly I feel like I'm giving this advice in a different way when I tell comedians that they should watch the open mic. Interesting. Because I'm, I'm saying all the same things that I'm instantly thinking about if specials make you funny, is... You're watching timing. You're watching a joke be crafted. And then if you're at an open mic, you're seeing the raw version of the joke. And then maybe the next week, you're seeing the same comedian do a better version of that joke. Mm-hmm. And you're just seeing that process of like what they're editing, what they're, what they're uh, deep diving into, what angles they're changing. But with a special, it's like f- polished. Yeah. But you may, you, you may have watched that special so many times that you're like, 
oh, I realize that that's the setup, that's the punchline, and that's where they're finding this mix in there. Right. Well, and it's it, it's an interesting thing, an open mic, because an open mic is comedians trying to get better, but it is also the absolute dregs <laughs> of comedy as well. Yeah. That yeah, are, it can be rough. It can be very rough. It can be very... It's hard to watch sometimes mm-hmm. uh, an open mic because it's like... Because the opposite of what you just said is also very true for an open mic. Yeah. You will see someone who is like, I just, I got to get stage time. I got to get as much stage time as as much as I can. Right. And they're not working on their material. <laughs> they're just like doing their jokes and they think that stage time yeah. is the thing that will make their comedy better. It's not. Yeah. Like what make what makes comedy better is criticism mm-hmm. like and i i think as like we we have the personality type yeah that is like i want to be a stand up comedian and a lot of the time that personality type is also do not criticize me or i will like be angry or cry which is yeah. really the same thing when you think about it yeah <laughs> like, it's okay yeah, and so that that's why I always say, like, watch, like, a fully fleshed out special, mm-hmm. like, as well as an open mic, of course, but, yeah. like, um, watch a fully fleshed out special, because, like, that's what comedy looks like. Like, you can get a sense of timing and delivery. Yeah. You get a sense of, like, um, oh, my God. Um, have you watched Beth Stelling's newest special? I haven't, no. You, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. Um, just calling me out on the podcast. Like, like huh? <laughs> yeah, watch women comedians, Zach. <laughs> Get out of your bubble, bro. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I haven't seen uh Netflix? Is it on Netflix? I believe it's uh I believe it's it's an HBO joint. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, I'm wondering why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I don't have HBO. Oh, yeah. So like um I'll have to email Beth. Uh, there we go. <laughs> like, listen, I would love to watch your special. <laughs> Look, just send me send me a screener. <laughs> we know each other. I'm assuming. <laughs> Beth, we go way back. Yeah, um, but like um, Beth Stelling, uh, her new special is so killer. Yeah, like in 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 that way that is like. Of course, her like timing and delivery is like impeccable. It's, yeah, she's she's a she's an A plus comic if you ask me. But like, um, what made it so good for me was that um, her ability to connect to the audience mm. was like astounding. Like, her her crowd work was really good, and that's that's a part of it. But like, she really knew how to like take them in how to like hit them really hard with the laughs yeah. and then like combining all of that with like there's a good there's like a decent amount of crowd work in that special too mm-hmm. that wasn't it wasn't like oversaturated or anything yeah. but like i love crowd work <laughs> personally like, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's because like that's what i'm trying to go for is i'm trying to go for a connection yeah yeah, um, yeah. i think um like what well, do you think uh uh, do, do you think, because for me, I was talking about the other day about like, 
uh, someone was asking me like what I wanted to do when I was younger, like mm. in a growing up. And I knew at 14, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Interesting. And, uh, my dad actually told me to watch every special I could. Mm. And like, you know, comedy central right then was just playing 30 minute hour specials all day. So I would, I would just watch everyone's, you know, and I watched all the premium blends and stuff. It was just constantly on from 14 years old to like, and you know, until I was probably like 19 is when, you know, I stopped having cable and stuff, but right. Yeah. Like, uh, for that, most of my, you know, most of that part of my life, it was just like a lot of watching and, uh, I don't know, like, really what I – I probably took away a lot of things that I don't realize that I took away from it. But mm. um, it, it, I, I feel like it, it did help. Right. Well, it's like – this was this is a thing I, I've, I noticed a while ago, and I, I haven't tried to, like, stop this in myself because it's like, oh, this mm. is just who I am now, is in my normal day-to-day speech, Yeah, I have timing and delivery. Yeah, of course. That's a, a thing that I utilize. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's become like a natural. I, I think I did that. I think I was doing that before I started doing stand up. Mm. But, uh, and I also think it's sort of a, an autistic thing for me, too. Okay. Um, but we don't have to get into that right now. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, cause I, I know for a fact, like, uh, how I, if I go back and listen to recordings of like a younger Zach, yeah, very uh, less put together. Like, like any of my skills of speech, anything that I use from stand up now, you know, like it's like just a different voice altogether. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I would definitely say like, it, you know, doing comedy and probably watching comedy changes your speech. And it's just like how like when you're young and all your friends quote you know, Dave Chappelle or, you know, or whatever show. And they're just kind of like doing the witty quotes. And it's like, but that, that, uh, rhythm and timing of sorts is like forever in their brain. Exactly. Like, um, well, because like you, um, I also loved stand up from a very, uh, a pretty young age. You know, I, I started getting, getting into stand-up when I was about 12. So mm, okay. Probably around the same time then, uh, like, when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know I wanted to be a stand-up. It was actually something I, like, resisted for a long time. Yeah. getting into comedy because I wanted to be, like, quote-unquote, taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. You were, you know, writing and stuff. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, so... Okay, so to answer the question, I feel like we're both on agreement of, yeah, it does help. It does. And then it's like, um, oh, you know what else, though? What's I that? think comedy specials is a good way to be like, like when you're first starting out, to be like, what is my voice? Yeah. You know, like everyone's trying to find their voice or like what type of comedy. It's like, uh, you know, musicians have this where they like, they play a lot of blues, but really they listen to a lot of punk music, you know, right. like that yeah. mixture. Um, and, uh, so it's like, okay, I, I listen to this, but is that how I want to be? Or right. is that like what I appreciate? Exactly. And I think like maybe that's an important thing when you're like starting off and you're wondering if I should be consuming all this, maybe it's like I should be consuming things I want to be like or things that I just appreciate. Exactly. Like you find out what, um, I think when, when you do stand up, like the longer, the longer you do stand up, yeah. the more you realize what your strengths are. 
in mm-hmm. comedy. Um, because it's like I, I was I was thinking about this the other day actually because I was listening to one of my favorite favorite stand ups of all time, uh, Tig Notaro. Yeah. And because I think she is one of the funniest people who's ever lived. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, I agree. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. Um, but I don't think um, the, the the thing with like my love of people like Tiki Taro and I think Stephen Wright is another good example of this for me. Yeah. They are pretty low energy yeah. <laughs> people. Definitely not me. <laughs> like I am not. I am not low energy on stage. I try to, like, not even try. I end up just being that type yeah. of, like, I'm a big personality. Like, I like to, yeah. like, scream and wave my arms around it, you know? like Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For me, because, like, I'm like I'm a quiet guy yeah. off stage. Yeah. And then on stage, I'm, I'm giving a show. So yeah. it's, like, a very different, I purposely just kind of, like, you know, turn up all the, the volume on my personality. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and I think with someone like Tignataro, you know, I think I feel like her doing stand up is her turning that all the way up, mm. but for her, that's just lower than like what you and I do. Yeah, I think that's what you have to do to like some degree is like you have to sort of turn that personality knob all the way up. Yeah, and for me, that's pretty high, and for you, that's pretty high. Yeah, but for some people, you know, it's like. Uh, this is actually a lesson that uh, I have been I've been thinking about this uh, in terms of comedy nonstop lately. Yeah, it's actually something my improv teacher told me. Ooh, I've been doing improv lately. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was talking to uh, our buddy Dave, uh, yeah. David Raftery from the Bridge Improv Theater here yeah. in uh, Phoenix. Or Very funny MB. guy. Incredible at improv. Uh, yeah. this man is. Um, yeah, and I was sort of like lamenting to him because I get so into my own head uh, about performance and I know surprising, right? (laughs) Um, I I seem so level headed all the time. Definitely not anxious or depressed or yeah. yeah. Anytime I look at you, I go, that guy has it together. I'm the fastest hand in the West. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, (laughs) um, Fastest clam in the what? (laughs) (laughs) You heard me. Fastest clam in the chowder. Um, But, um, um, because my my improv style yeah. is not too dissimilar <laughs> from my stand-up style. Okay. Pretty high energy. I like to come in with a joke or like a bit or a concept or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was sort of lamenting to David about how I wish I was like our friend Vikas, mm. who like is very good at like pantomime and is very good at like subtlety, like subtlety, saying the exact. Yeah. The exact thing at the exact time that's like it just oh it's it's that one piece yeah that will be like missing from a scene yeah it's it's uh it's that feeling of oh this is written and you're like no this is improv like, exactly he's very good at like having that feeling when he's on stage he's very good at that yeah. and i was i was telling dave i was like i wish i was more like that mm. and i love what he said he was like well vacas is a sniper and he just sort of like like left that hanging for a second. I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "That's just that's what his strength is." Yeah. And I was like, "I guess," I was like, "I guess," but and he was like, "Well, like you're," he was like, "Lou, you're a pirate," and I was, and again, he just let that hang there for a second. 
He left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sailed away. <laughs> and he was like, I'm a pirate too. <laughs> but, All aboard. And then he pulled a train horn. Yeah. I did find it odd. And then I remembered we were on land. And I was like, ah, I see. <laughs> but um, And then he pointed at the sea. That's right. Ah, see. He just got one here. Um, it's new. It's new. <laughs> New sea just dropped in uh, Arizona. <laughs> New sea, who dis? <laughs> Guys, I'll be in Peoria at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, but no, and I, I, I just loved what Dave said about that whole thing. Yeah, which was he was like, "You're a pirate," but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm. he was like, he was like, "The way I'm going to teach you how to do improv is I'm going to teach you how to play to your strengths." Yeah. And that's a long-winded way uh, of, of me just saying, like, figure out what your strengths are. Figure out what you are yeah. in comedy. And you can find out who that is by taking in a lot of comedy. Yeah. That's, you know, it's... I, I think everyone has... I, was, I think everyone has a favorite comedian. But I think every comedian has a comedian that they watched or listened to... That was like, this makes me want to do this so bad. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm wondering who that is for you because I think you know who that is for me. Yeah. Well, I'll, um, not that I want to do this, but of more of a, there's a few comedians I can immediately think of that I saw mm-hmm. that I go, oh, we're allowed to do this kind mm-hmm. of like feeling. Yeah. You know, of like, oh, this isn't what all the guys at the comedy club told me I'm supposed to do. Yes. You know, and it's like just out of the box, you know, or even like to turn it back to me, like I, uh, my CD changer joke where it's like, uh, not a joke, but it's like sounds and it's a thing happening and it's in the moment and it's from, you can feel the frustration and timing and effort and all that. It like, it's like a, a thing uh, but is it a setup and a punchline? No, not at all. No. Um, so it's like, uh, that was me being like, oh, this is also a thing you can do on stage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely can think of like the first time I watched Eddie Pepitone Mm. in ruins Oh my! and I was like, oh, you're just allowed to be whatever. Yeah. Cause he has short jokes, long jokes, stories, yeah. rhythmic things happening, loud, quiet, whispering, uh, you know, every motion. Yeah. Um, and he's just moving through r- actual things of his life, completely made up stories about a, a, a liquid kid. <laughs> it's my favorite joke of all time, probably. <laughs> and and you're, it's just like so everything. And yeah. so at the same time, just summed up to, oh yeah, it's Eddie just being Eddie and Eddie's doing these things. Yeah. And um, I, he was like one of the first people that I watched that I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm allowed to just do all of my type of jokes instead of le- less of like, oh, I got to do my short stuff and I got to do my long stuff and I got to yeah. set it up this way. It was more of like, oh no, there's like a freeing yeah. point. I think when you and I were living together, that was like my peak of like, that was the peak for me of thinking like that. Of thinking really like, of of thinking like my comedy's got to be this way now. Like I, I think I'm like this type of comedian. Yeah. Where yeah, like when when you and I were living together, I got it in my head 
that I was like, I'm a one lander guy now. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. that's and that's just who I am now. And then yeah. and then the well ran dry for one liners. And I was like, what do I do? And then I did like a longer joke that like worked. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. Mix it up, have fun, you know. Especially yeah. like the longer the set gets, the more you can be something. Exactly. You know? Uh yeah. And I yeah, I would say I would say and then you you would uh who who'd you watch that was like that? Is it is it Gary Shanley? Uh, Gary Shanling, I think is, um, I, I think he's a, a type for that for me where like when I got really into Gary Shanling because of the documentary on, uh, HBO, yeah. that was like, which I've watched 20 times. Oh, now. countless. <laughs> so you've seen that so many times, but you can't, you know, spare, spare some time for Beth Stelling. Is that, is that how it goes? I Why is that, Zach? I don't have HBO. <laughs> Anymore just, or <laughs> no, no, I just go, you guys know about Gary Shandling and someone in the room has yeah. HBO. Yeah, like we're and watching this now. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I go to their house. Yeah. You break something to emphasize your point. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go over there. Um, yeah. I said now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um no, uh for me that guy uh was Eugene Merman. Yeah. Um that was when I the first time I I took in Eugene was um, listening to uh, I I got he got recommended to me by someone uh, who I was friends with who also was a big comedy fan mm. and he was like you got to check out Eugene Merman he's like so you like yeah and so I just picked a random album of his on uh, Spotify and it's still my favorite uh, album of his. It's called uh, God is a 12-Year-Old Boy with Asperger's. Is that the one with the parking backwards ticket? No, that is, uh, that's a great bit. <laughs> but um, yeah. that, that's off his uh, more recent special, uh, I'm Sorry, You're Welcome. Nice. Uh, which is a nine-volume uh, comedy album that has a sound effects record and a guided meditation <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. <laughs> there, are, uh, there are lessons on it for how to speak Russian. Uh, one, uh, because it's in vinyl, yeah. uh, as well as in chair form and in robe form, uh, <laughs> that's, you can buy the album as a chair, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, um, there, one of the sides of the album is, or one of the whole albums is 45 minutes of crying. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and it's... Like that is stuff like that where it's like you can just do that in comedy. Yeah, <laughs> like if yeah, you're a comedian yeah. and like people like know who you are, yeah, people will like what you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, like I I like that freeing idea of mm-hmm. like technically that's his merch. Yeah. You know, you, technically yeah. he could have chairs at his merch for sale. Yeah. Technically, but yeah. I like the idea of like I'm really. I'm using this time of quarantine to like reevaluate how I uh, put my comedy out there and how I want my comedy to be out there, and it's a lot of stuff of like that. Like, like I definitely uh, the next thing that I want to do uh, for live shows only probably yeah. is I want to take old cassette tapes from Goodwill and mm. just record over them. <laughs> 
with so, sets. So like you will like hear your set and maybe like very faintly you can hear like Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Like like after my 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 set and when it's supposed to go to side B, there's like thirty seconds of a song or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I love I, that. I just I just wanna do and just be like, here's a thing and I wanna do it with like uh with like live recordings that I have like on my phone or on my computer or something like that yeah. and mix those together and make like a little like demo and, and just kind of like reevaluate of like, you know, this is fitting for me and how I do things. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's important uh, to definitely see like how comedians are just releasing and doing things and being like, Oh yeah. Like Bill Burr did like a vinyl. Yeah. And it was just, you know, or a special that was in black and white. And see, like, I, I love, I want to have a black and white special someday. You know, like, yeah. because why? Because he wanted to. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's, yeah, like, it is, it, it portrays a, a feeling that he wanted to portray. It's great. Yeah. Like, um, what I love about, what I love about Eugene Merman, and this is like a thing I forget about myself a lot until, yeah. like, I'm with friends and I make a joke like this, mm. where, like, Eugene Merman's comedy can be pretty high concept, but it can also just be, like, gross <laughs> and yeah. sometimes i forget how much i really enjoy like gross humor yeah where it's like you know like on the same special you know he'll say like he'll have a joke where he's talking about how bad of a city detroit is and like it's like detroit is like such a bad city that they have bears moving back into the city <laughs> and there's like someone in the audience playing a tape with bears like he's getting heckled by bears <laughs> like <laughs> He'll, he'll like he'll have that but then like he'll have like a joke where he mentions like where he says uh, I'm gonna kick you so hard in the dick that you're gonna come fear again <laughs> like that's like that that humor like that type of humor has like a big place in my heart and I forget yeah. that often yeah uh, and I think it's just because it makes me feel like a kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that's important. It's like a good fart joke, and you're like, "This yeah. is just going back to silly." Exactly. Yeah, I love silly. Yeah, like yeah, that's a that's an emotion I'm always trying to work on tapping into. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like, like a, being a having a childhood, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's like. <laughs> Like, oh man, when I had cable back in the shack in South Dakota, you know, that was, those were good times. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, when I had to fight for my food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's that's a whole can of worms for sure. <laughs> but like, I don't know. You also have like big, like, um, I was listening to a podcast where, I think I was listening to Conan's podcast, uh, the one with John Mulaney. Not uh, my recently. podcast? What's that's that? That's fine. Well, I mean, like. You know, when when yours gets good, you know, I'll uh <laughs> You gotta get better guests, man. Like I've been on this like ten times, like <laughs> I've been trying. I uh it's it's been going downhill. Every time I have you on, we just go down another level, you know. Well, yeah, well like that makes sense. I'm not very bright or educated and uh <laughs> But I say what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what a good comedian is, people. <laughs> they say what you secretly think oh, God. <laughs> about your neighbor who's a minority of some <laughs> kind. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure your neighbor is great. But um, I don't know. Um, John Mulaney was talking about, uh, I think on Conan's podcast, about how um, 
when he was a kid, he had like a briefcase that he would like take to school. Yeah. And he would have like the newspaper in it. And like, <laughs> like that was his backpack. And I'm like, that's something Zach would do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like. I, I mean, my tie collection started at like 14. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> for sure. And like, I love playing in that space, but I know that deep down that is not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just got a suit recently, and but like I'm showing it off like I got a new Tonka truck. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of like how um, I you, feel like you, you and pretend, I you pretend to wear it to job interviews. Oh yeah, instead of actually going to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's just I'll wear it to like a breakfast place, and I'll get mm-hmm. like pancakes with sprinkles on them. Yeah. And like, but like, I'll, it'll be hidden by like my big newspaper that I'm reading upside down. Yeah. And like, a kid will point at me and be like, oh, "That's a that's a businessman," and, I, and I'll say, "Yes, I am." Mm-hmm. From over like the top of the newspaper, peeking up. Yeah. I look at him. I go, "Nah." And then it goes back up. Yeah. <laughs> and then your Tinder date is like, so you just started smoking from a pipe. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all gotta start somewhere. <laughs> But uh, I did smoke a pipe when I was like nineteen. I will say that. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've answered this question. Well, no, I want to keep going. <laughs> but <laughs> we we can record another episode while we're here. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. We can cover another one. I yeah. feel I feel like we've answered the question. Right. Uh, should like can watching stand up comedy make you funnier? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. And I think if you go back and you listen to this, uh, if you've listened to this whole thing, I, I feel like you probably have some good ideas and and maybe like a, a point to start if that's like your question. Yeah. And I think if you're listening to this, you're already, you're probably like some kind of comedy nerd, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, like, you're deep diving. It's three in the morning. Go to yeah, bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to work, man. Just yeah. go. But uh, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show, Lou. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you next week. Yeah. I've been your host, Zach Lyman, and outro music. Right. Right. Right.